Welcome to What is Truth? The radio show devoted to asking the question, what is truth? Now your hosts, doctor and pastor of Grace and Truth Church in Amherst, Michael Caesar, and co-host Johnny D. Want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Do like Jesus said, search the scriptures and you'll know what is truth. Amen. And welcome to another lively edition of the What is Truth radio program where three uh, people looking in the Bible sit and discuss one with another the beautiful truths found in the book by God. And I find it to be a lively discussion every week. I mean, every one of us comes to the book our reading as God has shown us during the week, and then we discuss. And it's kind of like uh, Solomon said in the book of Proverbs, iron sharpeneth iron. Here we are uh, sharpening each other's minds and understanding this book. And we've been looking at, if you've been with us, listener, for the past uh, few weeks on the What Is Truth radio show right here on this radio station every Sunday morning at 7 a.m. for one hour. And if you ever wanted to hear the old shows, We are sponsored by a little church called Grace and Truth Church. You got to spell out the long word, every letter, grace, A-N-D, truth, church. You got to put church there, dot O-R-G. Go to the uh, homepage, hit the sermons tab, hit YouTube and, and watch the What is Truth program. And for a number of weeks, we were looking at the most important week in the life of Jesus Christ, Amen. what was described as his passion week, yes. where he decided to lay down his life for the people that he loved and to be the sacrifice, the sacrificial lamb of God to take away the sin of the worlds, to die on a cross. And then we saw the great truth of the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ three days after he died, the only person ever to rise again from the dead in a resurrection body, a glorified body, to live forevermore. And it was very exciting. And we were together last week, and we were looking at Luke chapter 24. So if you have your Bible, folks, and you go to the third book in the New Testament, there's Matthew, Mark, then there's Luke. And you get to that last chapter, 24, that's that great chapter where on the first day of the week, very early, they came to the sepulcher and they heard the angels say, uh, this is the third day. Uh, he is risen, just as he told you. And, and they were all excited about that. And they ran and they talked one to another. And that book, we didn't get a chance to end it last week, uh, ends with a paragraph beginning in uh, verse 50. And it says, and then Jesus led them, his disciples, out as far as to Bethany. That was a little town, a little bit to the south of uh, Jerusalem. And he lifted up his hands and he blessed them, his disciples. And it came to pass while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy And they were continually in the temple, praising and blessing God. And the book ends with the great word, amen. I was listening. And and for those of of you that did not hear this last message, this is a resurrected Jesus Christ. Yes. This is after he um, was crucified and buried and and rose. Rose from the dead. So this is, so and and that's that's so important. And he was with them for 40 days Mm -hmm. after he resurrected. Mm -hmm. There's like a 40-day stretch there, and it says in one point where he was seen as many as 500 at one time. Yes. So a lot of people saw him, 
And Michael, you said last, Pastor, you said that uh, you were wearing a T-shirt that says Jesus saves sinners. And somebody said, well, I thought Jesus saves everyone. And you said, he wants well, to save everyone. I told the but guy, everyone's a sinner, but, but, yes. you, but you've got to admit you're a sinner. And That's I told right. the guy, it took me till the age of 39 to figure that out. I'm right. kind of slow. Amen. And, and right here where we are, right in this passage in verse 47, yeah, it says, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. So, so this is after he died and was buried and he rose again. Yeah. And the commandment is to go and preach repentance and remission of sins. So in other words, I tell the people, you've sinned, you have sins, but you can have remission of your sins if you repent and turn to the resurrected Savior. Amen. That's kind of the order that it goes in. Amen. And, and the guy who you spoke to, he, yeah. he kind of thought that it's just automatic. Like Christ died on the cross, and now we're all good. They call that universalism. Right. That's one of the uh, errors that's been taught. Uh, they'll, they'll say, we're all the children of God. But the Bible says we are children of God when we have faith in Jesus Christ. Right. Yes. And until that, we're the children of our parents our mom and dad, well, our I, grandparents. I think, I think that's the fault of religions around the world. I mean, especially Christian religions that think that uh, baptism, if you're baptized as, as an infant, you have remission of sins. And by the okay. way, I got to cut in, listener. If you hear that strange voice over here, that's a voice. That's our co-host, John Giuseppe. He's good to have you back, brother. I so know you've been on a mission so, trip for a while. So good to be been back. So good to be back. And so we got Mark Sassy, John Giuseppe, and me, and we're discussing. And like you said, John, I think they teach that uh, as an erroneous doctrine that that everybody just by their birth or their baptism becomes a child of God. And creates a false confidence in people. Yeah, yeah. And it's so right. dangerous. Well, it, it was that way with me. I grew with up, all of us, I, I, think. I grew, yeah, I grew yeah. up in a religion where they told you that if you're water baptized, then you're a child right, of God. Right, And they make that very clear that you need to have that mm. water baptism. And we're going to see, I, I mean, we're right here at the end of Luke, right? Correct. <laughs> and, uh, I'm just looking, I'm jumping a little bit it's into okay. the next into book, the next right? Book. Into John, <laughs> yes. right? And in John chapter one, verse 26, John answered them saying, I baptize with water. Yes. But there standeth one among you whom ye know not. He it is who's coming after me is preferred before me. Okay. Yes. And he says, I'm not worthy to unloose his shoe. And so then verse 29, the next day, John seeth Jesus, this is John the Baptist, coming to him and saith, behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. Yeah. So uh, I guess verse 33 is what I'm trying to get to. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. A spiritual baptism. Yes. Yeah, so everybody's familiar with like water baptism. Right. Yeah. And what you find in the Gospels and other parts of the Bible is that there's more than one baptism. There's the water baptism and right. then there's the baptism of the right. Spirit. And so to, so, to, so a lot of people, Mike, I'll have you answer this. And then why are you baptized? Why are Christians that consider saved? Why do they baptize? And we explain to them that it is just publicly announcing, if you will, that you've taken the Lord as your savior. I mean, if, if, you, if you've taken Christ as your personal savior yeah. and you never got baptized, you're still saved, folks. Absolutely. You're still saved. You don't but, need the water know, baptism, but you yes. need the spiritual baptism. You need the spiritual baptism. The apostle Paul was writing to a church in Corinth later on, and he explained to them by one spirit with a capital S, that's the spirit of God, 
are we all baptized into one body? That one body is Christ. The body of Christ, of believers, the body of believers on planet Earth is a body of spiritual believers yes. who've been born again, born of the Spirit. And that happens when God sees a heart that, like you said earlier, um, what needs to be preached? Sins. Repentance. And then you get remission of sins. And when someone recognizes, like I did at 39, hey, I'm a sinner. I told the guy, I said, I used to think I was a good guy at the age of 34, 35, 36. I mean, my parents raised me to be a good American. I I didn't rob people. I I never carried a gun. I never hurt anybody. I, I took care of people in the emergency room. I was a doctor. I thought I was a good person. And the Bible said you might be socially good, but you're not spiritually good enough to go to heaven. Right. In order to do that, right. you must be born again. And, you yeah. know, Mike, I always, I always bring people, as you all know, to, to John 16, because when Jesus says he's going to send a comforter, just before he was crucified, oh, yeah. and he said he's going to reprove the world of, of sin, of judgment, of righteousness, righteousness is judgment, but of sin, it, I find it so interesting, the next verse, he says, of sin, because you believe not on me. And yeah. there it is, bingo, bingo. What is your sin? Your sin is not believing on on yeah. the Lord Jesus Christ. If you don't believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and all those things you make fun of, stealing, looking at girls, all that kind of stuff, they'll you'll die in your sins. But your real reason why you die in your sin is because you believe not on the Lord Jesus Christ that will wash your sins away. Amen. The remission of sins. Trusting but him. When he talks yeah. about, that's a trusting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To believe on Jesus Christ is to believe 100%. On Jesus Christ. Amen. Right. That he's the one who's the savior. He's the one who paid the price for our sins. We can't pay the price for our own let, sins. Let me ask you guys a question, because here we are sitting sure. around talking. Now, both of you go to a good church, I believe, yeah. right? Not you, bad. You go to, okay. You go to a good church and, and you probably think well of that church because you take time on Sunday mornings to go. You put yes. money in the plate. Are you trusting in that church? No, no. Are you trusting in the pastor of that church? No. no. You're trusting in the members of that church? You trust Jesus. There, there you go. That's and that's what real trust and faith is. Even if you go to a good church, you're not trusting in, do you trust in your baptism? You were both no. baptized, no. water baptized. You trust no. in that? No. no. Yeah, and you know, there's old people in the Old Testament of the Bible that trusted in circumcision. Right. And they shouldn't have trusted in that circumcision. You can read about Abraham back in Genesis, right? Right. It wasn't circumcision that saved him. It was his faith Lord. in the Lord. That's there right. you go. That's yeah. right. When you travel, I've been doing a little traveling and, and, um, you really, you realize how much trust you have in the Lord Jesus Christ. When you go to churches, good churches, I mean, sure. they, they, they say that, you know, yep. but they don't, they don't, they don't preach or teach better word. Okay. Teach Jesus crucified, remission of sins. I mean, again, Mike, and I've been going to, to our church since what, 2003. Yep. And in everything, you could be in Genesis, which you, you, you gents were in yeah. just before. You could be in, of course, Revelation. You could be anywhere. You could be in Micah, but you're always looking for Jesus. You'll hear that you're gospel. Always sure. looking for he Jesus. said, "Search the scriptures, and, and, and you will find yeah. it. And you will find it. And, and that's what. You, but when you go ahead, we talked before we we we, we uh, come come on the show. I've been on this little. Yeah, you know sometimes you get on a little your own little studies. Right. You, know, you, get, you get you get hot for something. You know. Yeah. And again, just before Christmas, I had realized that many people that I talk to about Jesus Christ, they think he came on the scene, if you will, 
on Christmas Day. He showed up. That's what he and showed that's up. That's when he showed up. And and then most you mean people- mean like he didn't exist like, before right, he was like born he didn't, in a physical it, body. Exactly. But that's it, not what the Bible says. That's certainly not what the Bible says. And we could, you could go right back. In and, the beginning and was- In the beginning, if you show, and you go and like, you go to Proverbs and whatnot, and, you, yeah. and you, you hear him talking, and you say, who if this is God talking, who's the other person talking? You realize- that's Jesus Christ. And now where we're going to lead to today, right after Resurrection Sunday, what most of the world calls Easter Sunday, Jesus, uh, you know, he's crucified, he raises from the dead. And I don't think people realize that he's really alive. Forevermore. Forevermore. He when he he's John. really alive. You, you can't see me, but he's really, I'm not, I'm not the God of the, of the dead. Right. I'm the God of the living. Amen. And, that's, and, and Buddha can't say that. Muhammad can't say that. Oh, you know, you could go on down the line. And so that's why we're going to segue into the book, Mike, that you're going to open with that that Luke wrote. He said, go over John. He went right into great historian, right. right into the Acts of the Apostles, which is a which is a historical book. And I think that the listeners will find it interesting over the next coming Sundays to see, because again, most most people that are, don't really know the Lord and many Christians that don't go to a Bible teaching church sure. think it, it starts with Christmas and it ends with Easter. Right. That's it. <laughs> And in between, and in between, I know it's not, we don't call it, they call it Easter. We call it Resurrection Sunday. Yeah. But it starts with Christmas, it ends with Easter, and everything after. It's just like and in between, it's, is, let's say, New it, Year's it, and Valentine's well, Day yeah, and, and St. Patrick's it's, Day. It's just yeah. like when folks go to church, they go on Sunday, they're good, they're good maybe for an hour, and then they go home, then they go home, and they're, they're terrible for the whole week until they get back into church. But it's not, I mean, it, the Lord Jesus Christ is is the Alpha and the Omega, he tells Amen. us, he tells us in, in, uh, sure. in uh, Revelation. In Revelation, yes. Okay, he says, I am alive. Well, I've been dead the, and I'm alive. I got my finger right on that verse. In Amen. Revelation 118, Jesus himself said, I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. 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 And have the keys of hell and death. That's right. Right? That's right. And the next verse, he says, write the things which thou hast seen and the things which are and the things which shall be hereafter. Right. right. He tells what things are coming and what things for the, we ought to be looking for, right. looking ahead. Right, and, and we find it so. I'm sorry, Mark. We, we find it so odd because so odd because we're living human beings and we cannot see Jesus. We cannot see these things. Um, and you try to and and you gotta understand. There's another side. Jesus is from the spiritual world. How yes. odd are we to him? If yeah. you if you if you think about it, because everybody, folks. Whether you know the Lord Jesus Christ or whether you don't, sooner or later, you're going to be in some sort of spirit world yes. a lot longer than you've been alive. Right. Yeah, and absolutely. you're going to realize that the spirit world is more important than this thing they call life. Right. Yeah. This is short. Life is short. And, and, Eternity is forever. Yeah. yeah. And that's why Paul said, like you were, you were saying, John, we don't see him. But Paul wrote to that same church in Corinth and said, we need to learn to walk by faith Amen. and not by right. sight. Amen. I mean, God wants us to walk with the in insight, the inner vision of faith, which comes from the word of God. So we were looking can, at- Can you back up just right there, Mike, which comes from the word of God. And it's so hard to do, to walk by faith, if you if you don't have the word of God- Oh, gosh. Uh, you know, in some capacity in your life. Now, you might not be a reader, but I know, uh, especially old old timers where, where um, uh, they had to go to work. They had to go to work. They didn't graduate school. They weren't very learned to read, mm -hmm. but they had a grandmother- that told them the stories, That's right. that told them the pictures. And it's just, it, it's still the word of God. 
It's still sinking right down into the soul, right down into the heart. It's so difficult if it, whether if you can't read it or you got to be able to hear it, you got to be able to go to a church that preaches Absolutely. it, teaches it. If you don't, it's very difficult to and walk by everybody's faith. got the opportunity. Amen. Oh, today. So there's no excuses. Oh, yeah. today, yeah. There's no excuses. The today. I, I, I had people within the last week give me excuses about why they can't <laughs> get, why, why they can't read the Bible. And I said to a friend of mine, I said, well, you know, the Gospel of John in a King James Bible is written on a fifth, I said fifth, but you know what? I stand corrected. It's a second grade reading level. Yeah, the John. Yep. So I said to my friend, I said, come on, you can't read second grade. I mean, think about the very first verse in John, in the Gospel of John. In the beginning was the Word. And, and the, the word, word was, was with God, God and, and the word, word was God. God. So you've got one, <laughs> one word beginning that's, you know, that's three right. syllables. Once, Everything else is very little. And, and, yeah. and Mark, if, you, if, you, if you're not good with reading, I mean, I, um, I use Bible Gateway. And I didn't know this because I'm always reading. I'm, I cross references quick. And all of a sudden I hit a button. The other day, I said, "What is this?" It started reading it to me. Yeah, yes, there you go. And so it's not read the only it. one. There's it's multiple. Not the yeah, you could, you could. It's so there's no excuse. There's no excuse. I mean, you could do a lot of evil with with technology. Uh, you know, Satan he, he owns that, but for to own it, you have to you have to give up a little. And he give up. He says, "All right." He says, "There's some good that could happen with that, but most people are not going to go to it." But, but if you search there, it out, you can find it. There is without excuse. Jesus says in, in John 9, he says, if, if, the, if they didn't see me, they, I'm not going to quote it, John 9 about the, the, they seem to, they, they, they know who sin. They have no cloak for their sin because they've right, seen me. Right. 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 You, in other words, he's saying you can't claim ignorance anymore. Oh, right. That's not right? going to work. And if you, if you were going to tell somebody in the 1600s, 1700s, 1800s, or, or all the way back, um, he said, Lord, I, I, you know, I didn't know you. I, I only heard a few things that we had, we had a, a, a scroll called Ephesians yeah. in our church. And that's all we had. Yeah, I'm sure you tolerate that a little bit, but we but in to 2023. Much is given, much is required. Right. I don't care. Go. I don't care if you you're considered in poverty level. If you're in America today, to whom much is given, much is required. Yeah. All right, and you are without excuse. I mean, we're living we're living a high life. You know, we have planes and boats, and we have we have air conditionings. We have all these luxuries. I don't even care. Cell phones. I don't even care what your what your income level is. I mean, you, there's food on your table most of the time. All right. We are without excuse. Well, I tell people sometimes this. I say, look, the Bible says God is light and in him is no darkness at all. It says in first John, mm -hmm. this is him in the Bible. Yep. And, and you're getting pure light in this Bible and you have options. You can grab a King James Bible, the old book, and you can start reading in the gospel of John, or you can listen to a preacher preach to you from uh, an old book, sure. from the old book, right? Or you you can do that on like sermonaudio.com or you can just search the internet and try to find someone who's preaching from the old book that's unchanged. So you can either read it yourself, A. B, you could listen to a preacher preach it, that's B. Or C, you could do what you were just saying. You could listen to somebody read right. it to you. That's so right. there's three options, that's but right. the option that you don't have is to ignore it. it. Yeah. That's right. You can't ignore it because the Bible says that everyone's going to face God someday. Right. And you have to, you have to understand what he requires before you die. Yeah. And, yes. and here I'm in John chapter three at the moment. And Jesus was talking to Nicodemus and Jesus says very clearly to this religious guy, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus asks a legitimate question. He says, well, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, 
He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So there's a water birth when you're first physically mm-hmm. born. Your mother's water breaks and mm-hmm. it's a physical birth, but you also need a spiritual birth. And the only way you're going to get that is to come and and read the Bible or hear the preaching of the Bible. And you, 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 know, you know, Mark, you need there's, it. There's, a great, there's a great track uh, that we have here called The Choice. The one that's, oh, that's the, a good by, one, by yeah. Chick Track. One of my and favorites. Find, and, and it just very clearly says, no choice is a choice. If you don't make a choice, the choice is going to be made for you. This is where, this is where you need to fear, listener. Yeah. If you say, well, I'm gonna stay away from that. Uh, I don't talk about religion, I don't talk about politics. You're in trouble. You're in trouble. No choice is a choice. And 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 Mike, the Lord says, is it Paul? Was it Corinthians where he says we are rewarded for our labor? Yes. So if you pick up a King James Bible and you're trying and you ask the Lord and you're trying and you don't understand it, but you're giving it, you're going, you're doing some research, the Lord will bless you just for your labor, even if you're not any smarter yeah. when you put that book down. You tried. Yes. Yeah. And not only that, you were saying that, you know, don't want to talk about the hot button issues of religion and politics. And the truth is, God doesn't want to talk to you about those either. He'd like to talk to you about Jesus. Amen. And that's that's what he wants you to hear about is his son, because religion is about church. Like I was asking you before, you go to a good church. Are you religious and you trust the church? No, we trust Jesus. So so we were looking here at the very end of Luke's gospel. And as that gospel ended, uh, Jesus, it says, was parted from them, carried up to heaven, and uh, they were worshiping and returning with great joy, and they were continuing in the temple, praising and blessing God, amen, and then God allowed John to write his gospel, and the four gospels are done, but right after that fourth gospel of John is a book in the New Testament called the Acts of the Apostles. And the four Gospels are about the life and the ministry, the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus. The Acts of the Apostles are what happened after he rose from the dead and ascended back to heaven. And it gives us the biblical history of the beginning of the church of Jesus Christ and how God used the men that heard from Jesus to go out and tell this good news. And it's written by the same writer, Luke, yes. who was a great historian. I think it was Sir William Albright, the archaeologist, that re- reviewed Luke's work back in the 1800s. And he said he's got to be the best historian maybe in the history of mankind, better than Herodotus and better than Eusebius. Very careful. Just fantastic uh, historical writing. So here we are in Acts chapter 1. Skip John and let's go to Acts and let's look at how God tells us how he began the work of his church. And the first 11 verses are a paragraph marking. And Mark, why don't you read them to us? Before we start, if I could just interject. You know, we're not into Hollywood, right? Right. But listen, let me tell you something. You might have seen... um, uh, what is it? The Ten Commandments. Okay. You might have seen um, some, some movie on Adam and Eve. You might the have greatest seen, story ever told. Yeah. Maybe you might have yeah. seen a couple of the um, uh, the older uh, Jesus of Nazareth movies. And sure. Whatnot, right. And oh, they're nice and whatnot. Hollywood's made a real mistake if they could do it. The Book of Acts has everything that that people want. I mean, it is danger. There, you know, there, there is, there is trust, there is danger, there's hiding, there's beheading, there's, I mean, what these men 
had to go through. I mean, uh, unfortunately, especially for Americans, that's where we're bent. We don't like nice things. Yeah. You know, we don't want to watch a movie about about a nice movie. They don't yeah. they don't sell. Yeah. We want him we want to see so, you know, are they gonna get him? Are they gonna you know whatever? But this, this but book we like a happy ending. We like a happy ending. And but this, this book, book, listener, this book, I'm sure, I'm sure. I but my dollar to your donut. Yeah. And even if you go to your churches, they might have talked about this and they might have talked about, they probably don't talk about the book of Acts. It's a historical book. Oh, it's a great book. What happened when yes. Jesus Christ left and how, and, and how they were, they were searched for, that they, 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 were chased, thrown in, yep. they were thrown in jail yep. and what they had to do. So I just set the stage, Mark, go ahead. Amen. <laughs> it, it really is. It's a intriguing story and it's a real life story. It's not Amen. fiction. You know, that's, that's what's so great. So here it is, the Acts of the Apostles, verse one, it says, the former treaties have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. So this is Luke writing this. And then uh, he says, until the day in which he was taken up, after that he, had, he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days. And speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked, steadfastly toward heaven as he went up. Behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Amen. That's the first 11 verses. And there's, <laughs> there's a lot, a lot going in on. there, brother. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, I guess one thing to consider in all this Let's take a look at verse 6. They asked Jesus a question, and they said, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? Now, they were under Roman oppression at that Correct. time. Roman was controlling yep. them, you yep. know, the, the Roman Empire. And the Roman Empire was so much bigger and stronger than them. They were looking for a Messiah to set up this kingdom, right? And he, they're asking, wilt thou at this time? By the way, that was a promise all through the Old Testament, if you read through all the prophets, whether it's Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, etc., etc., yes. God would tell those prophets long before the coming of the Messiah that there would come a day when God would put a king on the throne and restore the kingdom to Israel. What they didn't understand is what the Acts of the Apostles is going to explain to us is that God is going to do two works, not just a nation, He's going to build a church. The nation will be his government. The church will be his pure, undefiled, holy religion. God is working with two hands, a left and mm -hmm. the right hand. And they didn't understand that. Amen. Amen. And so 
they wanted him to be the Messiah, to be the king of Israel, right? Yes. And he is the king of Israel. But the question is, wilt thou at this time? Right now, you're going to do it now? Are you going to do it right now? And his answer, he said right there, he said, uh, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons, which the Father hath put We're in his own power. We're just about at the end of the first hour. But Already? It's, it, first half hour. <laughs> but, but it's interesting, at the very end, the, the two angels that were appearing to the men that said in verse 11, you men of Galilee, why, why are you gazing into heaven? Because Jesus is rising up right in front of them, being taken into a cloud. This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner. He's going to return. Amen. And when he returns, he'll set up the kingdom. Amen. But in between, he's got a second work, a very important work, a work that he's still doing today as we're speaking to you this and Sunday he, morning. He's not returning as a carpenter, I'll tell you no, that. No, no. <laughs> You're listening to the What is Truth radio show, and uh, we're in the book of the Acts of the Apostles, and we'd like you to uh, stick around for the next half hour. Uh, catch us every Sunday at 7 a.m. Uh, we'll be right back after a short station break. What is truth? What is truth? Want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Do like Jesus said, search the scriptures and you'll know what is truth. Amen. And welcome back to the second half of our show. We're in the Acts of the Apostles, the fifth book in the New Testament. And God is recording for us here how he is working with the disciples of Jesus Christ to begin a promise that Jesus said, I will build my church. He told that to Peter, and now is the time for them to start building the church. But that wasn't their first interest. Their first question was verse 6. Yes. They <laughs> Lord, wanted, yeah. They wanted to know, are, are you going to at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? Are yeah. you going to be the mighty king? Yeah, we're a bunch of Jewish men. We're not, we don't want to build a church. We want to build the kingdom <laughs> up again. <laughs> right. Okay. And, and there's a lot of prophecies in the Old Testament that point to that. But what that is, is that's the second coming of Christ. Yes. Yeah. So there was a first coming 2,000 years ago, and there's going to be a second coming. Now, now how do we know that's 2,000 years? I think he's put this in a few places in the prophets, kind of hidden in there. Yeah, it's here and there throughout the Bible. But one place where it's very clear is in the book of Hosea. It's one of the minor prophets near the middle of your Bible. In Hosea chapter 6, the first two verses, the Lord says, Come, let us return unto the Lord. For he hath torn, and he will heal us. He hath smitten, and he will bind us up. It's interesting because Hosea is a Jew. Yes. And it's like God is giving him a, a vision of the future. And as a Jewish man, he's going, we Jews, we need to return to the Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, today there's about 14 or 15 million Jews on planet Earth. And I guess over 90% of them don't even go to synagogue anymore. Really? They're, they're liberals. I didn't know that. Yes. Uh, uh, only only 10% are orthodox and conservative. Most of them have become what, Very secular. a secular, liberal type of Jew. Huh. Yeah. They're accountants. They're doctors. They're lawyers. They, I mean, the, the Jews I went to medical school with, I don't remember them going on Saturday to the synagogue. They came mm -hmm. to the anatomy lab and they did their work. I mean, it was, wow. yeah, they worked every Sabbath. Uh, yeah. 
Well, so right here in the scriptures, it says in the second verse, it says that after two days will he revive us. In the third day, he will raise us up and we shall live in his sight. So if they weren't such secular Jews and they were actually like Orthodox Jews yes. that are conservative and, and reading the scrolls, yes. like this old scroll of Hosea, then they would know that on the third day, he's going to raise them up. He's going to come back. Well, well, someone could say, well, wait, it's been a heck of a lot more than two days. Right. That's right. just a weekend. And how long ago was Hosea before? Uh, about 600 about years. Five, five, 600 years. Okay. Before Christ. Right. Yeah. So before yeah. Christ. Then. And that's important, listener, to know that that's prophesied right. 600 years before Jesus Christ. But the Bible here will explain what a day is yes. in two places. Mm -hmm. One, the great prophet Moses, the man of God, the one whom God said, I will speak to him face to face. And I'm going to give him all this writing in, in the book of Moses. And there's five books. He also let him write a psalm, a great psalm, Psalm 90. It's called A Prayer of Moses, the Man of God. And Moses prays, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations before the mountains were brought forth or ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting thou art God. And then he says in verse four, and a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday. And he's like a day. He's like, like. Yeah, because God's way of telling time is different than ours. Right. And so, so Hosea said two days will pass, and on the third day, he's going to raise us so up. So that would be 2,000 years. So we're here we are in the Acts of the Apostles, and the angels said, You men of Galilee, why are you gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come, implied again, yes. in like manner, as ye have seen him go into heaven, and we're talking around, what is it, 31, 32, 33 A.D., and now Hosea is telling us 2,000 years later he's coming back. We're close. Yeah. According to the Bible. And it's not just some Old Testament prophet like Hosea. It's Peter, Peter in, the New, in Testament, the New Testament. In right. Peter, uh, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8, he says, But beloved... Be not ignorant. He doesn't want you to be ignorant. He doesn't want you to miss right. this, right? Be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. Amen. And then he says in the next verse, and the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. Amen. He knows he made the promise to come back after 2,000 years. Well, then why are you waiting so long, Lord? Uh, verse 9, but the Lord is long-suffering to us, word, not willing that any of us should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Long-suffering means, means patience. Yeah, 2,000 years of patience. But all should come to repentance, just like Jesus said in Luke. What needs to be done is we need to go out and preach repentance and the remission of sins. Amen. So now let's see how he's going to build this church. Yeah, I mean, so he's going to build his church he, he gives a command. I think one of the clearest places you can find it is at the end of Mark's gospel. Amen. Right. I got it. You know, in Mark right. chapter 16, uh, Jesus tells them very clearly what to do. Yeah. So he says, uh, let me see. In verse 14, this is the last chapter of Mark's gospel. So, so here we are, resurrection day. He's got the new body. He's talking to them. And he had, he had appeared to them in another form 
And uh, verse 14, afterward, he, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. So this is after he was risen. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Now, that's an interesting way of writing that. Way yeah. of writing that because this is Mark 16:16. 16, 16. So he's saying that if you believe then you're saved. But if you how do I how do I say this? Kevin always had a really good ABAB kind of a thing with this. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not doesn't say baptized not. Yeah. Right? Right. So it doesn't matter if you're baptized no. not. But he that believeth not shall be damned. So he's he's giving a command yeah. that they have to go and preach the gospel. And the gospel message is that Christ died according to the scriptures, was buried, and he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That's the good news, the right. gospel message. Right. And he's telling them, you you this is a command from God. You have to go and preach that gospel message to all. Right. right? And then right after that, it says that he that believeth not shall be damned. That's, yes. ter that's terrible. I mean, you, again, I remember one time going to... You do, we were doing a little preaching and, and let's really look at being damned and what it means. I mean, listen, you, you gotta, you gotta let a little chill go up your spine. It doesn't say you're going to die. You're going to go, you know, how do some people going to go to hell? You're going to be damned. Yeah. I mean, to yeah. damn walk this earth. Well, okay. And, and without, without the Lord, I mean, we, we don't really know. We don't really know being damned, but, but that's a risen Jesus Christ. Uh, who's always preaching love, but he's, that's the wrath of God. And, and, uh, and to be damned, believe it or not, you will be damned. Okay, well, think of it like this. Uh, the invitation that was given and, and at the Last Supper, and Jesus was explaining to the men, I go to prepare a place for you. In my Father's house are many mansions. Where I am, then you can also be with me. Uh, so, so you get an opportunity to receive uh, the gift of God and to come into his house of heaven and live there. When I think if you dam something up, you've blocked it so you can't get in. Right. You're damned. You're blocked right. from right. getting into the eternal right. place with the holy angels and God right. and having eternal life. You're blocked from and, that and, and, by not believe, by unbelief. By unbelief. Uh, yeah. 16, 9, John yeah. 16. But, but it's, it's like we said earlier in the program, it, it, there's a spiritual world. And listener, you're going <laughs> to go to that spiritual world. Let's, they say taxes and death. Yeah. Forget that. Death and the spiritual world. You will be in a spiritual world, but what spiritual world will you be in? Yeah. Well, will you be in the one of, of bliss or the one that's damned? How about the one that's blessing or cursing? That's right. I mean, the Bible talks about blessing or cursing and that the choice is in your hand. And you're cursed yeah. when you're yeah. damned. So so what's the choice going to be? I, I, I jumped to Luke 16 for a second because Jesus is telling a story about someone who made the wrong choice. Mm -hmm. There was a rich man here in verse 23 of Luke 16, and it says, and in hell... He lift up his eyes, being in torments. That's not a good place. That's not a good place to be. What's interesting is he he died and his body was buried. Yes. So what's in hell is the spiritual part of him, his soul. Something that, you know, in the 20th and 21st century, we've almost given up on the concept of inside of our body That's is right. a spiritual component, right. our Soul and Jesus said that's the most precious thing we have. You know yes. when I when I was a uh, when I was in in um, corporate America years and years and years ago, 
and we were doing um, sales training and, and um, self-improvement, if you will. Yeah. All right. There's one, there's one um, uh, gentleman whose name is Brian Tracy. And he had a thing. He says, most people don't like themselves. They just, he said, you'd be surprised. He says, you really have to look in the mirror. You really have to spend some time with your thoughts. Most people don't like themselves. Okay. And, and, you know, and, and, I, and I said, wow, that's, that's really interesting. Now you speak with the clock up and you see now everybody has to have something on. A TV's got to be on. You have to have the phone in your hand on. No, no, see, no one wants to be alone with their thoughts anymore. I have people in my family who I love. And try, they get up in the morning, they put the TV on and they're not even watching it. Yeah. They need to have that chatter in the background. My theory is they just don't like to be with themselves. They don't, they don't like, they don't like to be with themselves. They don't want to soul search. Yeah. And you got to think to yourself, is, is that you listener? Do you, is, are you masking it? Are you putting lipstick on a pig? Do you put all these things in front of you? Cause you don't want to be alone with John. You don't want to be alone with Mary. Is that the problem here? Cause you're not going to like what you see that what you don't like what you see. That is your spirit. That is your soul. Well, and it's crying to you. And it's not uh, it's, at rest. It's, it's not, not at rest. Exactly. Peace. Well, that's said. the problem. It's crying yeah. to you for, for the peace that of is, God, that is Jesus that Christ. Christ's understanding. And right. therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah. Well, if I can bring that to today, what I notice and I, I don't really do it much myself, but because I don't watch anything on my phone. Mm -hmm. I, I have like very limited data on my phone. So I've, I have never had the time where I sit and watch my phone like other people watch their phone. But people that have smartphones, which is most, most Americans, right? When they have just a little bit of downtime, they might be watching TikTok and it's a little thing to capture their attention. And then the next little thing and the next little thing and the next little thing, right? And all this time just goes by and it's wasted. Because you're watching cat videos or whatever yep. you're watching, yep. right? Yep. But God wants you to consider him and consider the fact that, you know, time is ticking and someday you're going to die. And even though, like you said, even though your body is buried, your soul's going somewhere. It's That's either going. he's saying right there in that passage you were reading, brother. Yes. So, so this man is in hell. His soul is in hell. And his soul is in torment and his soul can cry and his soul is thirsting. As he says, and he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am tormented in this flame. He's not even in his body. His body's in the grave. His soul and his spirit tormented. You know, I've wondered no sometimes hope. when I've read that passage, why did he say send Lazarus? And I have a feeling because we also learn in Lazarus, what happened to Lazarus when he died? What did Jesus say about when Lazarus died in that same passage? He sleepeth. Well, I think, I think it said he was in paradise. Oh yes. 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 Where, doesn't it say that? Where is it? Yes. Read that brother. 16. Mm -hmm. He said, he said, it says, it's verse 22, and it came to pass that the beggar died. That's Lazarus. That's Lazarus, and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. Okay, so so that's, which is called paradise in the right. Old Testament. It's like a picture of heaven. And the rich today. man was buried. Yes. Okay, okay, his body was buried. I'm sure Lazarus' body was buried right. too, but the souls went to two separate places. Correct. But this guy calls for Lazarus, and, and I'm telling you why I think he did. Lazarus knew the Lord. Lazarus had faith in the Lord, even though he was poor, 
He was rich in faith. Mm -hmm. And he probably told this rich guy, you know, you should, I want you to have what I have. I want you to know the Lord like I do. And the rich guy is going, but I've got everything I need. I've got a chariot. I've got servants. I've got gold. I eat fine every day. I don't need all that spiritual stuff. I'm taken care of right now. And now that his life is over, it's like, I need Lazarus to talk to me again. Do, do something. But right. Okay, yeah. so anyways, that's just my thought. That's no, my that's thought on the you, know, I go, you can't, I can never go to this, this, um, this parable. It's not a parable. It's a, it's a fact that Jesus is saying. This is a true story. It's a true story. Yes. Yes. But you know, 29, just love is Abraham saith unto him, they have Moses, he, oh, he says, he says in 28, the man, um, the rich man, he says, I have five brethren that he may, he sent, send Lazarus that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. And Abraham said to him, they have Moses and the prophets, let them hear him. And the rich man said, hey, nay, Father Abraham, but if one went from the dead, hmm. they will repent. And what did what does Moses say? What does Abraham say? He said unto them, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Isn't that the same today? It, it, but you know, another interesting yeah. thing that yeah. stuns me about that. Now, this is Jesus talking in my Bible, it's one of those red letter edition mm -hmm. Bibles. And so Jesus, you know, is all the letters are red. And Jesus is telling this story. And by the way, Jesus said to people, nevertheless, I'll I tell, tell the, the truth. truth. Yes. He'll never make a story up. It's got to be true or he's not going to tell it. And, and here he's telling this story and he knows what happened to this rich man. And this rich man is in hell. It's a place of torment. He's lamenting his life, thinking of all those times when Lazarus told me to believe on the Lord like he did. And I pushed him away. Now it's too late. Here I am, verse 28, but he prays, I have five brethren. Have somebody go testify to them so they don't come into this place of torment. And I thought, wow. You know, the funny thing is we have a member of our family die. Mm -hmm. We don't know if he was saved or lost. Most of us, now some of us do know. Right. But many times we don't know if they're saved or lost. And so sometimes we say, well, let's pray for that person. Yeah. And the reality is if they're in hell, they're praying for, for us. us. Right. They don't for, want, for they us. want us to know the truth because they know at that point it's too late. Yep. There is no turning back. Yep. I mean, now is the accepted time. That's Amen. what we're learning here. Just, Amen. It's so interesting, though, to me that, that Jesus says this, and and he goes, he goes, uh, he goes. If somebody comes from the dead, they'll repent. If if they see that, they'll say, "Whoa, this has to be true." Well, somebody came from the dead two thousand years right. ago, named Jesus. Right. That, well, people, he, not too many years after this, <laughs> and, and right? So that's he, right. As we go into Acts, and we find how people persecuted and didn't want this this story out. And so that he finishes the whole story, the whole chapter at the end, he says, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, right? Yes. Neither will they be persuaded, even though one rose from the dead. So I'll repeat it. If they hear not Moses and the prophets, weren't we talking about this near the, end, the beginning of the show? You have to get into the Bible, listen to preaching, li read the Bible, listen to someone read the Bible to you. If and, you hear not Moses and the prophets. So let me, let me reverse that. And if they hear Moses and the prophet. Now he said, if they hear not, neither will they be persuaded. Right. But if they hear, let's do the positive, Moses and the prophets, they will be persuaded. Amen. That's why these books are needed. God gave these books for us. He inspired them. He preserved them. He kept them. My wife and I were shopping at a little outlet place called Ollie's. They got a whole section there where you can buy Bibles. Mm -hmm. 
you can get a King James Bible for under $10. Right. I'd rather buy the $20 one. It's much nicer. <laughs> but yeah, you can hear these words of the prophets yeah. and be persuaded. Before it's too late. Amen. Before it's too late. I mean, we, we saw in Mark's gospel that he told them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And we started this whole thing in chapter one of Acts. And in chapter one of Acts, verse eight, he says, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. And then he was taken out of their sight, and he's going to return back the so same way. So he's saying to them, Lord, rebuild the kingdom. He says, I got, a, I got something better for you to do. Mm-hmm. Rather than rebuilding the kingdom of Israel, I'm going to send you out with good news to uh, Jerusalem. That's where they lived. Judea, that was the surrounding county. Samaria, that was the county up above them, mm-hmm. and to the other most parts of the, I'm going to send you out with good news about and, me. I mean, and yeah, you're going to testify of me. Well, I, I'm just reading here. He says, this is Jesus speaking. He right. says, ye shall be witnesses unto me. So if somebody comes knocking, hello, we'd like to talk to you about Jehovah. Uh, you know what? Jesus says he's sending out witnesses unto me. To witness about Jesus, because Jesus is the one who came. The Bible says that for God was manifest in the flesh, right? Well, uh, we're in the Acts of the Apostles, right? Right. So we'll just peek ahead. Okay. In the fourth chapter, Peter is preaching, and he says in verse 10, Be it known unto you all, and to all the people of Israel, and all the people of the world, if you will, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, God raised him from the dead. Verse 12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be Amen. saved. The Amen. name of salvation is Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ of Nazareth. Jesus and Christ. none other. And none know. other. Yes. Not even Jehovah. God chose this would be the name above all names. In, in Philippians, it says that the name of Find Jesus. Find that chapter two. That's a great passage, brother. While you're looking for that, Mark, you, yeah. you know, you, you said um, you said before it's too late. Listener, you could be elderly. You might be laying on bed right now and you might be sick. It is never too late. No. That that is the Amen. grace of God. It yeah. is never too late. If you are going to pass tomorrow and with a sincere heart, you repent and you ask the Lord. And you know what the Bible tells us? Angels sing in heaven for everybody that comes. So don't think, you know, I had a dad. Um, I loved him a lot, uh, dearly. And um, when he got ill, well, we worked him hard. But about a month before he passed away, three weeks before he passed away, he took the Lord and he said, I've been on the wrong road my whole life now that you show me this. He didn't yeah. think he was. Been, and, and now all of a sudden, because because I want forgiveness, I'm, I said, Dad, that, that's it. And he had struggle with that. Yeah. Because the gift was too big, enormous big. Yeah, yeah. to him. But once but once he 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 focused on it, uh, he got saved. And like you're saying at the last minute, last week we were reading in Luke. Yeah. That guy's hanging on the cross dying, and he turns over to Jesus and he says, Lord. Jesus, remember me when thou comest into the kingdom. And Jesus looks at the guy. He's a few minutes from drawing his last breath. Verily, I say unto thee, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. God wants to give this gift. In paradise. Yes. Yeah. He's a, he, maybe a half hour before he was going to die. Yeah. And for, the, and for the last half hour of his life, he finally got it right. And he never got water baptized. No. No, he what? just asked for the Lord to save him. Can I just, before you read that great passage, Mark, you know, earlier you were reading in Mark's gospel 
and where the Lord Jesus Christ told his disciples, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And I'm thinking that guy didn't get water baptized, but you know, that's the problem with we who are physical people. We think physically, right? Jesus meant if you believe you're spiritually baptized. That man on Ghost. that cross mm-hmm. believed on Jesus. That's right. He was spiritually, spiritually baptized. baptized. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And, by, by the Holy Ghost. And, yeah. and here in Philippians 2, I mean, we were focusing a few minutes ago about the fact that that uh, in Acts, it says that you shall be witnesses unto me. Right. As in Christ Jesus, Jesus Christ. Right? Jesus Christ. And in Philippians 2, it says, uh, and he made himself of no reputation. Yep. It's talking about Jesus. And he took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. This is God coming down as a man. Right. He Amen. humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That, that's God's will Yes, I, for you I and for me. I would never have done it. I would have never done it. I'm I'm sitting on the ivory throne, <laughs> and Father says, "Go down." There. I said, "No, I'm not going down there." <laughs> not I mean, that. No, I mean, really. <laughs> we, this is a, this is enormous, right? Because you know, we left. But if you think about it, he came. He he was God. He was the Son of God. Yeah. He sits on the right hand of the Father, and he comes down. And he no, he didn't come down. He didn't say he had good looking hair and and maybe had a had had a nice yeah. house or a car. I'm just saying he just came down and none effect. He made himself a servant. Uh, you know, so I'm thinking us, the way yeah. I, I might have done it is said to my father, look here, I got a plan, Dad. You want me to go down? Okay, here's my plan. Let me get off the throne on Monday. I'll go down there. Make me like full grown, 33 years old. And and I'll walk around. I'll talk to them until Saturday. And I'll give a full week of preaching and then I'll come I'm back. out of here. Yeah. yeah. And, and at least I gave him the right message and I'm out of here. And the father says, no, no. You got to understand, death came by a man. So the only way that can be, you know, fixed and right. remitted and is by another man. By another and man. you've and that man, you've got to come all the way down and be a baby and humble yourself and walk with them. And the thing that stuns me, this is what really stu- I, I don't even want to right. mention it. <laughs> God. Okay, he's on a throne in heaven. There's no bathrooms in heaven. God doesn't go to the bathroom. I mean, all of a sudden he's got to come down and do the stuff we do. I mean, talk about humbling. And then not only that, okay, I'll tell you what, Father, I'll go down and I'll be the best guy that I can be for 70 years, just like Moses said, 70 to 80, I'll live a good life. I'll do everything I can. I'll give the best message. And then I'll, I'll lie in bed one night and you let me close my eyes and sleep and I'll come right back to heaven. No, son, you've got to go to the cross. No. I mean, when you think of the price that he paid. Well, you know, I, again, you, you do all these things, turn the TV off and you just want to think on these things. And, and sometimes when you focus, you put down your Bible and, and it'll just hit you and you'll say, what was his inspiration? I mean, you know, it's like, hey, you know what? We flooded these people out once before. Father, let's do it again. Let's start over again. I mean, we're eternal. It doesn't matter. I well, mean, look at the, they're so primitive But the, down there. the answer is, is found is, in is, John three sixteen. For God so, so loved. loved but I, that's a the love. World. That's a love that is too, that's a God love. That's too when big for no us. Man, yeah. <laughs> no, no man on earth yeah. 
can love can love like that. I mean, how could you love us? That's look an at infinite us. capacity. Look, look at look at us. Look at us on TV sometimes. And what we're doing to each other. It's terrible. How can you love us? Man's inhumanity we, to man is right. terrible. It's, while we were yet terrible. sinners, we've yes. only got while we were yet sinners. He, he, gave, he came down for us while we were yet sinners. Looking at us right two, now, how could you two, love us? Two minutes left. There was yep. a, a, a person that lived in the 1800s, a Frederick Lehman, and he was a Bible believer, and he read the Bible like we did, and he prayed, and God gave him a song to write. It's called The Love of God. Hmm. And in the last minute, I'll just read some of the lyrics. They're beautiful. It. it says, um, I'm not going to sing it. No, I'm, I'll recite it to <laughs> Let my wife sing it. The love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star. It reaches to the lowest hell. The guilty pair bowed down with care. God gave his son to win. His erring child he reconciled and pardoned from his sin. When the years of time shall pass away and earthly thrones and kingdoms fall, when men who hear refuse to pray on rocks and hills and mountains call, God's love so sure shall still endure, all measureless and strong, redeeming grace to Adam's race, the saints' and angels' songs. Could we with ink the ocean fill and were the skies of parchment made, were every stalk on earth a quill, and every man a scribe by trade, to write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry. No scroll could contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky. Oh, the love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong, it shall forevermore endure the saints and angels and listener song. when, when you focus on when you focus on meditate on that listener that's how you repent i know you're prideful i know we're americans we don't bow down to anybody but when, if you could put your turn the tv off if you could put turn the radio off if you could get your mind around that how when you watch stuff on cnn fox whatever and how our god could love us as much as what pastor just wrote that's how you repent that's mm -hmm. when you just say you know what i, I, I thank you yeah. I don't deserve this. Amen. Yep. Well, join us next week. We want to continue. This Amen. is a great journey into the history of how God built his church in the Acts of the Apostles. And until we join you next week, do like Jesus said, search the scriptures and you'll know what is true. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to What is Truth? The radio show devoted to asking the question, what is truth? Listen every weekend at this time for What is Truth? Only on WECK.